Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we listen to all of their records and rank them from worst to best. We also give our biggest banger or possibly stinker from some of these records. Uh, while you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Bring our rating up. Please go do that. Um, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. And if you didn't know already, my name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, it's Jeff. Now, uh, Jeff, let's just start. Let's go jump right into our rankings uh, for MXPX. So we're going to be ranking all 10 of their, or not all, but we're going to be ranking 10 of their records. So this is not including their covers record and their um, Christmas album. So just the uh, the 10 albums of original material. That's what we're doing on the pod. So yeah. what do you got for number 10, Jeff? Go. That's because on MXPX's website and their box set, there's only 10 records that they acknowledge as being true and, studio albums, and that's good. That, that's how it should be. Yeah, uh, the Wikipedia got these all all these numbers all fucked up. <laughs> They're not even right. Like they skipped like record ten or something like that. Like Wikipedia's completely out of order and garbage <laughs> in this aspect. I should fix it. I should I should make an account and fix you it. I mm-hmm. will. So the only record by by the MXPXs that I think is absolutely garbage, like I did not enjoy oh, this no. at all, is Before and Everything After. Okay. Okay. This is it? This is the only record that I honestly thought that this was bad. And it's kind of funny because this album features like a bunch of other pop punkers. That yeah, it does. You, you would think that maybe like, okay, there's there's a lot of people in here that could help it out, right? Like you got Benji, well, actually good, the Good Charlotte Boys, the GCBs. Then you got uh, <laughs> Jordan from Newfound Glories in here. So, so you think maybe maybe this would be like a little bit better. And what, I guess the singer from the Ataris, who gives a fuck? Um, but damn, mm-hmm. dude, like this was... This was tough to get through. This really was. This was just very generic, bad. You know what? This was like a straight up bad Good Charlotte record. That's what this fucking was. This was like <laughs> a bad Good Charlotte record. And I didn't know if they had it in them, but they did. So I have no I have no banger from this. This was a tough Ooh. listen. And um Yeah, now that's it. I wanna get I wanna keep moving. Okay. Uh my my number ten is also before everything and after. Woo! Look at that. Yeah, this one, um, this is this came out in 2003, their sixth record. I don't know if you said that. Did not. Um, this is a weird one. It, there's a lot of ballad shit. And, you know, yes, there are a lot of, yes, there are a lot yes. of guests on this record, but they're not good guests. You know, like, like you said, the the, um, the GCBs, the, the, GCBs, <laughs> the Tari's guy, um, Jordan Pundik. I mean, he has, they have one, Newfound Glory have one good record. You know, so it's like the guests they brought in aren't very good. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, just a lot of acoustic ballady kind of shit. Ah, dude, it was bad. Um, I do have a banger. It's play it loud just cause it was, it was kind of an outlier. It's like a good fast punk song, a lot of energy, but yeah, overall this is, this, this song was bad. A stinker for me is quit your life. It's that really acoustic ballad. It's fucking awful. And what the fuck is the song King of Hollywood? That guitar riff <laughs> is weird. It's off time. It's just an overall dumb song. And there's 
there's some things I have to say about this guitar player too, but I'll say save that for the main. Just episode. leave him alone. He just leave him alone. I'll save it for the main episode. I But yeah, before before everything and after. I do. Is my least favorite MXPX record. So what do you got for number nine? Go. Everything else, honestly, for me was smooth sailing, baby. That was okay. I give honestly, I give every before and everything after a sub one. I give it less than a one. I Damn, think, it's not that bad. Don't even listen to it. It is fucking absolute trash. Everything else okay. from now on is at least enjoyable and fun. Everything's at least probably close to a two. Maybe maybe now I'm at like a one seventy five. But Pokinacha, Pokinacha. All right. That's my that's my number nine. That's their first album, ninety four. This is essentially like a different band. This is totally different music. This is just almost straightforward, just punk music. It's fast. It's fun. The only reason it's so low, it's just there's no iconic MXPX sound here. The melodies aren't crazy strong, like MXPX will eventually like form into. But this is still mm-hmm. really, really fun. After a while, though, that one started to sound a lot like Pennywise, which isn't a bad thing. It's not terrible. It's just nothing unique. Yeah. And I need I just need something unique if I'm gonna listen to just generic skate punk. Otherwise, I'll just go back to Pennywise. But uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. I I did enjoy this. I wish I did buy that box set. Honestly, after listening to all these records this week, so that sucks. Really, you would buy that box set? Absolutely. I I had a wow. lot of a lot of fun with it. A lot of this stuff is kind of like filler, but it's just like really really good filler. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of filler in here. So I liked it. I, I, I dug it. I dug it. And there's a lot of cool fucking songs on this one, like Bad Hair Day, uh, PXPX. That one's a fucking, that's a minute long. That one's a badass song. <laughs> this is just like a good little punk album. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a good punk record. You're, I agree with you on that. But mine's a little bit higher. Pocanacha is a little bit higher I know it's going to be a little higher because it's a punk record. It's probably your top two. Well, well, no, well, that dude. All right, my number nine is, uh, what is it? Panic. Their seventh record from wow. 2005. So this is like a bad, to me, this is a bad era of, uh, no, the worst era of no effects, honest. I mean, not no effects, MXPX. It was close. Um, but yeah, no, this is, this is like, they were trying, felt like they were trying to recreate something that they'd done on, on the ever passing moment, but it just didn't quite hit right. But they were also trying to take from like what was going on with like Huba Stank, who just came out with The Reason and just a lot of like bad kind of alt rock songs of the time. And, um, yeah, so I, I just, it's, it's not that great. Um, but there are a couple songs on here that where they dabbled in like metal and some hardcore punk. So the song, the story, that's a pretty metal song. I mean, it, it's, especially up to this point, the riff is, it reminds me a lot of some 41 from Chuck from the Chuck record. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Also the song, get me out. It's kind of a hardcore song, pretty solid. And I play this, I playlisted both of those songs. I actually do like those songs. The, the one they did with Mark Hoppus, Wrecking Hotel Rooms, I don't remember it at all. I didn't even know he was on this record until I went back and read about it. Okay. okay. I didn't even recognize his voice. Okay. So, oh, and also a quick note too on this record, I thought it was cool that the original guitar player, Andy Husted, sang on this record as well. Okay. I thought that was pretty neat. So, yeah, I don't know. Panic is my number nine. Okay. I'll so get more into it when eight? I get there. Okay. Because I hope so. That's wrong, dude. So uh, my number eight is Secret Weapons. Secret Weapons. Their okay. eighth album, 2007. Oh, for sure, bro. Uh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. This is solid, man. This is just a solid output. It's, it's just not quite as good as others in, in kind of any department. It's just good at like everything, but not great at anything. Um, overall solid. This, this is like the first of, for me, just really, really good filler MXPX. Like I will listen to this again 
and be happy with it. Dude, the first two tracks, Secret Weapon, that's got the dude from Bad Religion, and then Shut It Down that has Tim from Sugar Cult, both absolute fucking bangers. And even the last yeah. song, that that's like a hidden song, but it features one of the uh, BCBs, the, or the GCBs, the Good Charlotte Boys. <laughs> I think it's the B instead of the J of the GCBs, so <laughs> not a bad song. Um, it's a good uh, album. It's a good album. This is more kind of in like the... It's very poppy, but you can tell they're kind of trying to do like the skate punk, like that the 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 the, 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 the sound, the, 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 but it's just too pop to be straight like skate punk. So uh-huh. it's it's good though. I I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. And uh, um, this came out. This came right after in my listen through from before and everything after. And damn, I hated that album so much. So pretty much anything. <laughs> well, this came two after I think. So anything after before and everything after was going to be great because I hated that album so much. Yeah, that album was pretty bad. I I didn't I almost didn't finish it. So. It was rough. Yeah. So that so Secret Open was your eight. My eight is Life in General, third record from '95. Wow. Got no banger off this one. Um, they really slowed down. I felt like they really slowed down their music on this record. Um, this is to me like this is the beginning of a modern MXPX. There isn't anything particularly bad about it. It's just it's all filler to me. All filler. Um, they really haven't found their melody, the melodies yet on this record. I just think it's kind of a boring record. It's not bad. It's just kind of boring. Um, and honestly, now that I think about it, I don't know why I rank this higher than panic. Cause at least panic had some bangers on it. So maybe I'm going to switch those two because yeah, life in general, I just thought it was boring. And I know this is like one of their biggest records from, especially at the time. And I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Okay. Coming okay. off those, those those first two, this this makes this is truly a transition record, and honestly, I don't think it should have been released. <laughs> it doesn't at all. <laughs> no, because it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have really anything from the first record, and it's not nearly as good as the stuff that came after it. Like it's it's in this weird weird spot, and I just I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Life in general. So, okay. Yeah, no banger. So that's my eight. So what do you got for seven? Uh, they're self-titled. There's MXPXs, MXPXs, and that's that's their newest album. They're tenth yeah. in our in our rankings, 2018. Um, again, this is this is more kind of just filler for me. Nothing nothing really wrong with this. It's super short. It's only 30 minutes, like right oh, at 30 minutes. I was so, so excited about that. <laughs> so all so the I like that. Like 45 minutes. Yeah, there's there's, there's a lot of songs they're too. too. Long. Well, hold on there, dude. So, and this is this is kind of um, this was like. Right, I think they're they're they were either they wrote this already like before the the COVID the pan the pandemic quarantine stuff or they had put out because I bought the seven inch um, worries. I remember if I bought mm-hmm. it before or after the pandemic, but this is the area the era of the band that I like, but I don't love except for that seven inch worries, which I think should have been on this album because that song is fucking top five MXPX. But um, I, I really have nothing negative to say about this, but I don't have a lot of positive things to say other than this is just good, solid filler, pop punk MXPX. Good, solid filler. Okay, yeah. I get it. I, I could totally see that. I kind of have that written about it too. But uh, my number seven then is Teenage Politics, second record Damn. from five. You like yeah, this I, fucking filler era of MXPX and you like Pokemon Action. No, oh. you haven't mentioned all oh, the filler oh, era yet. You, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, teenage politics. Uh, wow. This was a good record, though. No, this was good. I, I did, I did enjoy it. I did like the mix of of the punk from the first record, with um with a a lot more melody, which was which was really cool. Um, 
there were some songs that reminded me a little bit of like uh dookie era green day which was cool but uh yeah at this point you know they really this is another transition record but it just it's not boring like life in general was like this one is actually kind of exciting um because it still has that that edge that speed the energy that they lost a lot of as they've kind of gone on even on uh you know the album of the week there's there's some songs that are kind of lack some energy. Eh, just, just saying. Dude, you put so, yeah, Pokemon in their fucking number one. We're just, that's just absolutely <laughs> bonkers. It's so stupid. <laughs> just like the most generic of like punk albums like you've ever fucking heard. Oh my God. Uh, buckle up, bud. Uh. Buckle up. All right. So yeah, Teenage Politics, my number seven. So what do you got for number six? Now we're getting into things that I really enjoyed. So all okay. my top six, I I, I would probably... If they weren't in the $30 range, if they were in like the $15 range, I'd pick it up. And then as it gets higher, I would pay more for them. But this one is yeah. Plans Without Plans, Stans. Plans no. Within Plans. Plans Within Plans, Stans. Their ninth mm-hmm. album. Um, pretty damn good. Honestly, sometimes Mike, and, and this one, I really, I really was like, holy fuck. It's totally true. But he sounds just like Fat Mike. And I almost thought like <sighs> there was a song on this one that featured Fat Mike. And I'd look at it and like, no, he doesn't. But there's a lot of there's a lot of times where Mike sounds like Fat Mike, that same that same type of singing that Fat Mike does. Holy okay. shit! But that's I just didn't because really pick up on that. That's because Fat Mike has gotten more generic as time has gone by. So that's <laughs> true. That's why that is. But uh, in the past, that was my favorite album from this one. I playlisted it. Dude, a great fast like pop punk song, more in line with No Effects than anything else, but still mm-hmm. MXPXed up. The album overall here is just—it's very fast-paced and a lot heavier in the punk realm than it is in the pop realm. So this is a good pop-punk album that's focusing more on the punk aspect and even kind of like screams or yells on the song "Far Away." Dude, mm-hmm. solid stuff. So this is a great album. That's good. No, I I did enjoy this one as well. Plans within plans. Man's stands. All right, my number six. You ready for this one? Oh, it better be poking at you. It better not be fucking Buffalo. It better not be ever passing moment. Just don't even say it. Just go. I didn't want to hear anything you have to say Slowly going the way of the Buffalo. Is it really? Nah, it's not. It's not. There's no fucking. We got a stupid, <laughs> silly boy talking. Got him, though. Got him, though. Uh, no, it's uh, Pokinacha from 94, God. first record. I li- I think this is a fun record. It's straight. It's a straight-up punk record. And wh- now that you mentioned Pennywise, yeah, it. There are definitely moments that that do sound like Pennywise. Um, it's just fun. It, it, through and through, it's fun. Like no real melodies, just a fast punk record. I liked it. Um, I wouldn't buy this on vinyl. I would, don't think I would ever really go back to it. But uh, no, it was fun. I, I I enjoyed this, and I was I was kind of hoping for more punk, more punk MXPX. Even though you warned me that this is pretty much it, uh, I was still hoping for more. I, I told you. I, I told know. You. I know. I sh- I, I should have believed you. So <laughs> yeah, Pokemon. I don't really have anything more to say about it. It's it's good. Okay, so, baby. Here number we five. go. Fucking rub my hands together. All right. All right. Here we go. There we go. Number five. <laughs> Teenage Politics. Or second album. Ninety five. Okay. Bonkers that you think this is this is trash. Okay, bonkers. This is this is really bonkers. their first album. This is the first album with guitarist Tom. It's not though. This is their first album, and it's the more iconic MXPX sound. Mike's voice is here finally. This is what MXPX sounds like. This is what makes them them. This is what makes them unique and not generic. Pokinatches, Pokinatcha, Kamanatcha, <laughs> and then the, the songs are definitely more in line with Green Day, like you said, like the Dookie stuff. Dude, there's a yeah. lot of like 
there's a lot of Green Day, especially in their album of the week too. There's a lot of the way Mike sings that is very, very Green Day. But that's cool because that's the scene. Who cares? Fuck it. I don't care. Do you care? You don't care. I don't care. Mm, no, I don't care. But this is, um, I don't know. It's, it's still really good stuff, still fast, still fun. But now we just have that true pop punk sound. And I also hear a lot of Bradley Knoll and the way Mike sings on this album specifically. Mm. But um, I didn't pick up on that. Inquiring, did you listen to these albums or no? I did. Oh, okay. I did. Well, and I, that's why I my rankings sure. are superior. I just want to make sure. But Inquiring Minds Want to Know, that was my <laughs> favorite. Worst. Yeah, he he does sound like Bradley on this one. Um, but it's a good, faster, punker song that, that turns a little bit ska at the end. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they do a lot of sounds. They don't do them often. They kind of like tease you here and there with them. So I like that. All right. All right. Teenage teenage politics. God, and when you think about it, these guys were so young when they put out the first couple records. Yeah, like 15. Like 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. All right, my number five is uh, is MXPX, self titled, self self entitled, uh, from twenty eighteen. This one, so this is like the era of MXPX where they just kind of threw it back to the to the nineties stuff, but made it a little bit better. Honestly, they made it a little bit better in, in parts. Um, and I, this one is just the lesser of those three that came out in in the mid twenty tens. I really don't have anything bad to say about this one. I just I think that they did a really good job of of throwing it back and still keeping with like the pop rock and the pop punk stuff. I just it's a well balanced record, honestly. But it it's it the songs could be interchangeable interchangeable between this and then my number four, which is we'll get into soon. But but yeah, no MXPX is it's a solid record. I, I wouldn't buy it on the vinyls, but but yeah, no, this is good. I should have had you listen to, to Worries, that seven inch that I bought. Cause I, I brought it to the pod once, but it was a long time ago. I but damn, don't remember it. Is it though? Oh, Is MXPX so good. good? Oh, they're Are so they good? good. So friggin' good. All right. So, so what do you have for number good. four? Life in general, their third album, 96. <laughs> I don't, why though? I don't understand All right, here this. Here we go. All right. Hold oh, oh, on there, dude. Oh. Here we go. Okay. Well. I get it. This one's very similar to Teenage Politics. I do think there's more melody on this one. I do think that that Mike is fully uh, he's fully in his zone. He's fully in that that Mike Herrera way he he sings. Like that's what he will carry on forever. Now it's it is cemented here. This is where it started. This is where it started. This is where it became unique, iconic to mm-hmm. him. But like, dude, some of these songs are so damn good. Like just absolute beyond bangers. Problem, your problem, my emergency. That one like drops into the fast part so nicely, from like the pop punk singing things. Like that, that song alone is just, it's, it's indicative of what this band is going to perfect later on, and it's unbelievable that they did it so early on their third album because the first album I don't even want to say it exists. So this is like their second well, album. It's their first album. But then, do they not even like mention Chick Magnet, dude? That's what like what put them on, quote unquote, the maps. Like he's fucking scatting on this track. It's silly. It's fucking dumb. It's pop punk scat. No one's done that. No one's. Why would you do that? Jonathan Davis. He didn't do pop punk scats. Oh, he scats. It's not pop punk scats. Okay. Not okay. PPSs. I don't hear no PPSs coming from him. <laughs> but yeah, dude, this this album is just good through and through. It's good. I didn't buy this when they re-released all three of them: the Life in General, Buffalo, and Passing Moment. I didn't buy this one. Because it was a little expensive, and it's not like my top three favorite. Um, but I would I would buy it if I saw it in, in stores in like the twenty range. I do enjoy this. I think it's just it's 
it's good, good, solid MXPX. At worst, it's good filler. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good filler, and it's this high in your rankings. That's really mm-hmm. telling about this band. Mm-hmm. All right, my number four is Plans Within Plans, ninth record from 2012. Um, like I was saying before, you know, a lot of the songs, not a lot, but some of the songs on this album and the self-titled record, they're, they could be interchangeable. There, there's a lot of the same kind of stuff. It's still a good throwback, I feel, to to the the mid mid to late nineties. Um, I almost said no effects good. MXPX, and um, it's just fun. It's just fun and exciting. It doesn't sound as whiny as as a lot, a lot of their early material does. So that, I think that's why I like it too. It sounds more mature. They sound like adults. They don't sound like whiny 19, 18, 19 year old kids. So plans within plans, I dig it. I wouldn't get it on vinyl, but I dig it. Okay. So what do you got okay. for number three? Here's here's the only thing that I I think you need to revisit. And that's Panic. I think. Really? I think this think one. So? Yeah, I I I get it. MXPX. We'll get into the main episode, but I get why MXPX is is as popular as they are, and I also get why people have no idea why they're as popular as they are. I get both of them. <laughs> But this one, I, I think you should revisit. This album is, is pretty damn great. It's way more punk rock and deeper than like they've ever done. There's some really, really great bass tones. There's some. There's a lot of heavier instrumentals. I think you brought up like like the the Chuck thing from Sum Forty One. Yeah, and, they did. And Sum Forty One's a band that like I would never put into S tier because they just don't fit that. But I would put into A tier because Sum Forty One brought metal like into the punk realm more so than like Newfound Glory did. So Sum Forty One is just yeah. fucking. Almost, almost to S tier, but MXPX did it right here. And it's, it's 2005. It's, it's still just early. one song, though. It's still early. It's it was not song. one song. So this is produced by 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 the Descendants guitarist Stephen Egerton, and yeah. there's a lot of songs on here that have a very strong Descendants feel to it. The song "Get Me Out" that could have been a Descendant song. Well, that's and what I, I was saying. Yeah, it's like a good hardcore song. And I also get a lot of Bad Religion here too. And I mean. MXPX and Bad Religion hand in hand. A lot of songs, a lot of yeah. crossovers. Yeah, this, album, and, this album is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every song I think is solid here, um, except for one. And the the weakest song on this one is the one that Mark's on. And he just sings harms. He doesn't even have a. He doesn't yeah, have is a verse. that what it is? Okay. Yeah, he just yeah, sings harms. Because I didn't, I didn't not recognize it at all. It's, I mean, obviously, it's still playlist to my Blink playlist. Obviously, it's so lame. <laughs> but uh, I, I even have the fucking uh, the the one that you like so much, the Fallout Boy one. I can't remember what the name was. Oh, the um, In Transit. That's yeah, a great song. Even though I always skip it, I, I still have it on my. Why though? I don't get it. It's, it's so that song fucking sucks, good. Dude. That song trash. I don't think you've even listened to it. I do think I do think you need to go back to Panic though. I there's a lot of okay. this, this album is 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 one of the heaviest they've done. Like everything about this album is just very very heavy tonally. What they're doing, what uh, what Yuri's doing on the drums, a lot of toms, and uh, I don't know. Go back to this one. Give it another shot. Mind you, I did listen to eight MXPX records yeah. on Friday. So oh, that's a lot. It's a lot of MXPX, but I was, but you know, even though I did that and usually that burns me out, I wasn't burnout and I was able to still differentiate between the records. And, you know, usually when I do shit like that, everything's a blur, but that wasn't the case with MXPX. So that was, that was nice. So I feel like my rankings are fair, even though I, you know, I binged it. I'm going to put this one on your to-do list as to, as, as a re-listen. My My TDL. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So that plans or pa- not plans panic is your number plans three. within panics. Yep, at the discus. Plans within panics. And what was your banger again? 
I don't know. Are you, I'm really was it the Sum 41 else. song? No. No, 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 no. Get me out. The, the I think Oh, that, the honestly, Descendant song. Yeah, the Descendant yeah. song. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Okay, my number three. We're flying through this, man. So my number three is The Ever-Passing Moment from 2000. Uh, arguably their most popular record, right? Do you, you agree with me on this one? You have Secret what? Weapon. Secret Weapon? Really? Well, we'll see. But the ever passing moment, yeah, oh. I, I like this record a lot. There's a lot of nostalgia with this one. Uh, this is also a, a moment in time where I really wasn't that into pop punk, and surprisingly, this like broke through my new metal phase. And uh, and I did listen to this record a lot, so I I do like this one, even though it's really cheesy and kind of stupid. Um, th- and this is probably the most full on pop punk they were they've ever been. There's nothing more pop punk than this record. Because at this point, they had ditched most of their, their straight-up punk roots. And uh, yeah, no, this is a good record. Jerry Finn produced it, engineered it, and mixed it. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I didn't even realize that. I, or I at least forgot about it. So that's pretty neat. And my banger is Responsibility because that is the catchiest song they've ever written. And that was that's just a great song. So anyway, number three, The Ever Passing Moment. Okay. What do you got for number two? This was this was tough, and and it really just comes down to like depth for me. Yeah. Um. So the ever passing moments, my number two, also. But man, this was like these are just neck and neck for me. These are the both of these records. I truly do think are fucking great. Are fantastic. Ever passing moment. The farther you get into it, I think Buffalo is it just holds my attention better than this one does. If I had to mm-hmm. dissect them. But the first five tracks on Every Passing Moment are just fucking perfect. Absolutely perfect. Beyond bangers. Great pop punk. And you're right. This is the most pop punk they've ever been. My my favorite track is Responsibility. That's the song that got me into MXPX. And uh, I, God damn, it's catchy. This is so quintessential. Like, this era of pop punk. It is so perfect. It, it, it captures the scene so well. It and does. Jerry Finn. Yeah. I like what he did on this one. He doesn't church it up too much. These are just three guys that don't make a lot of noise like Blink does, but they can, <laughs> but they know how to kind of just like go along with the motions, kind of just go with the flow, just be, you know. They they know how to make filler pop punk. They know how to make filler pop punk, yeah. But Jerry Finn doesn't do anything here, and I don't I don't understand like why he churched up Anima so much. But we'll get into that next week, possibly. I don't know if we're doing that one, but uh, I'm pretty sure we're doing Anima. Well, I, didn't, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you like, like uh, uh, spoilers or nothing like that. Nah, fuck it. Spoil, whatever. Who cares? Sorry, too It's the end of pop punk season. Next weekend, it's pop punk season. So, But damn, do you like my life story, buildings tumble, responsibility, ten, two, or two whole years, and then prove it to the world. Those five tracks. It is like 12 minutes of just perfect pop punk music. It is unbelievable. <laughs> and responsibility is just. What's I that? Mean, that's, dude, that's one of the greatest pop punk songs ever written. <laughs> it's just lyrically. Like it's so stupid. It is so pop it punk. Is. It is so pop punk. How dumb it is. Like it's responsibility. What's that? What's that? Like, that's so stupid. Not quite yet. Oh my god, man. I just, I can't even. I cannot sing this album's praises enough. I I bought this fucking as I, I as soon as as they announced it. It's on this really cool like blue, almost translucent vinyl. Super happy with it. I listened to this album twice on Spotify and then twice on my vinyls this week. So all right, that's a been, lot of it, dude. That's a lot of MXPX this week. Whoop, whoop. On on top of all the other pop punk you listened to this week, woof. Oh, dude, so much pop punk. Listen, to my Sugar Cold album this week too. I, I listened to that this week too. It's a good record. Oh, it's so that good. That Sugar Cold record is really good. 
I even made a little I, a note about how one of the songs here reminded me so much of Sugar Cold on the album of the week. But I think it was just because I had oh, Sugar okay. Cold on the mind. But maybe not. I don't know. Dude, every passing moment. Fantastic. I'd buy in the vinyls. I already did. Got him. You already did. Yeah. <laughs> You're so fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My, uh, my number two is Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo, the album of the week. Wow. Why are yeah. you trash? what do you what do you have secret weapon is your number one secret weapon is my number one yeah from their their eighth record from 2007 this is this is the first this is where they re-signed with tooth and nail records who they were originally with in the mid 90s late 90s and they threw it back to that to that kind of old style and there's some of the heavy or heavier heavier kind of songs that they hadn't done up to this point are on this record they kind of went back to the faster stuff they ditched the ballads for the most part um, from the last two, three records. And this is a really, I, I really enjoyed this one. I was, I was stoked on it. And, um, just because it has a bit of everything from their career as well. It's a nice throwback with, with the pop punk and the pop rock, which, you know, they kind of introduced in, um, in, I would say, what's the, what's the, everything with the, their worst album? Uh, before and everything after. Yeah. Like, cause that before was like the first after. like pop rock record that they did, but it was bad pop rock but here they kind of perfected that which was nice and just it, it's just a great combination it it doesn't get boring honestly i mean it's a long record because all their records are long and too many songs but it, it had its ups and downs which was nice it wasn't just the same thing of a filler um so i mean my banger is uh chop shop it's the heavier faster song reminds me of pennywise a lot there's some cool drum drumming um the guitar playing is actually kind of interesting which you know tom isn't known for being the most interesting guitar player and uh no i, I think this is a really solid record i yeah i don't know bass solo is another good one the bass shines in this one obviously because it's called bass solo and um the song sad sad song one of the catchier songs they put out too so i like secret weapon it's a good, it's a good record okay okay so that's my number one and your that's... number one is obviously the album of the week yeah buffalo <sighs> shit so we did it we ranked all 10 mxpx records and um that's good i'm glad did we you, did i'm glad we finally did mxpx on the pod. did you get through the I cover albums i did and i just did not care really <laughs> i didn't know i didn't i did not care oh wow. and i i listened not to them one? today no no i just no i listened to them today and i just didn't just was over it not honestly. one there was not one cover on it either though because the first one the first ep it's an ep cover album that one's that one's whatever that's just like well, punk listened, covers boring whatever i listened to the christmas one and then i listened to the other the full-length one oh, don't they, like, i think they don't they do like a cars cover or something like that i can't remember now yeah so like the the one that's on the main uh cover album that's an album album not an ep they did suburban home right and we just talked about descendants and that's how yeah like I've always liked that cover, but I never listened to the Descendants until it was out. That was a big talking point. And then uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of cool stuff. I'm gonna uh, that that I would walk 500 miles. That song, yeah, that's on there. Yeah, there's nothing on there. There was. I mean, maybe I just kind of zoned out. Yeah, I think I just zoned out. I I don't. I think I've I was I'm in MXPX overload. So. I think that's what it is. I just zoned out on this Dude, one. Dude, Punk Rock Girl, too. Like that's That was like my introduction to Dead Milkman, too, was Punk Rock Girl, and they did that cover. You, I don't know if Donna was on that one. The 
the Richie Valens cover? Did you hear that one, Donna? No, I didn't. Well, I think I've heard that one before. I think you maybe listened to it before, but it's not on this. It's not uh, on so this yeah. record. A lot of good covers. They do a lot of good covers. Fuck out of here. Oh, it looks like they did a cover of Major Tom, but I didn't. Don't remember hearing that. I like that song a lot. That original song. That's a good song. Really? I I think that's a great song. Hmm. Um, that's cool. <laughs> All right, I don't know. I got nothing else on the records. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. That's all. All right, well, thank you for listening. Give us five stars. Listen to the main episode because we're doing slowly going the way of the buffalo from the MXPXs. And that's it. That's all. Pretty Don't